You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. been really focusing a lot on you know, the adversaries leveraging up the cloud. And so we were very curious to know how the adversary maybe is starting to look towards uh, cloud environments as a primary place to start pivoting uh, into their, their threat vectors. That's Scott Fanning. He's Senior Director of Product Management at CrowdStrike. The research we're discussing today is titled Lemon Duck Targets Docker for Crypto Mining Operations. And now a word from our sponsor, SixSense. SixSense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With SixSense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose SixSense, visit SixSense.com. Crypto mining has been around for a while. Uh, it takes advantage of, uh, of GPU, you know, graphic, uh, graphical cards, you know, video cards, such your NVIDIAs and AMDs and such. It takes advantage of compute cycles to generate cryptocurrency um, normally. And this is done for legitimate reasons, uh, you know, for Bitcoin uh, generation. People do it all the time. Uh, but it also uh, can be used uh, for uh, not so good purposes because of the anonymity principles around Bitcoin. So 
In this particular case, it uses a Bitcoin called Monero, which is a Bitcoin mining technology that doesn't actually take advantage of, of your GPU. It actually leverages regular old CPU cycles to be able to do that. And in this case, the, the threat actors are, are targeting folks who are using Docker instances? Yeah. So, you know, Docker is a very popular uh, containerization technology. It allows you to run microservices in public clouds or in private clouds. And, uh, you know, to be able to uh, operate these things, they have APIs. And these APIs, in this particular case, uh, are exposed to the public. Uh, so, uh, you know, the adversary is able to scan uh, the environment, find these public APIs, and then take advantage of them. I see. Well, let's walk through this together. I mean, what? how did this initially come to your attention? So we've been doing a lot of uh, primary security threat research at CrowdStrike. We always have, and we've been really focusing a lot on, you know, the adversary's leveraging of the cloud. Uh, although the cloud is, is definitely uh, more secure uh, it, it has uh, infrastructure taken care of by the cloud providers. A lot of that security is is also a shared responsibility. And so we were very curious to know how the adversary maybe is starting to look towards uh, cloud environments as a primary place to start you know, pivoting uh, into their, their threat vectors versus just on-prem. And uh, we were just doing some research, setting up some, uh, some honeypots and seeing what the, what the adversary is doing. And we, we noticed this. Well, tell me about uh, Lemon Duck. I mean, that, that's the group here. What do we know about them coming into this? So Lemon Duck uh, is a botnet. It's been around for some time. Uh, it traditionally would target uh, Windows and, and Linux machines. Uh, and uh, it primarily uh, uses a series of proxy servers to masquerade not only their intent, but also the, uh, the wallets of the, of the Bitcoin uh, mining operation. So it's a fully... Uh, anonymous uh, botnet uh, that allows you to kind of contact, reach people out. Anything that quacks uh, is a target uh, and uh, basically allows you to, uh, you know, do command and control over, you know, various instances and workloads and such. Well, let's go through it together here. I mean, uh, how would someone find themselves a victim of this? Well, I mean, typically you would find these things, uh, it's very well masqueraded. uh, So it starts off, you know, obviously someone has found these open APIs uh, and then, you know, basically puts in a small file uh, that basically then loads uh, the crypto miner. Uh, it's usually you'll see XR uh, as, a, as a process name, but uh, basically it will uh, reach out, download the file. It tries to disguise itself. Uh, initially, it'll look like uh, a PNG file, which makes very little sense, but it comes out as core.png, downloads the file. And then uh, it executes a script, grabs the actual crypto miner payload, which is also masqueraded, and then uh, it starts to execute. And you'll notice this because CPU utilization on these Docker containers will start to rise. Uh, you'll, so, you'll also see it do some pretty interesting things in terms of uh, not letting anyone else crypto mine on those instances as well. Yeah, that was something I noticed in your research here is that uh, one of the things it does is it kind of cleans house and tries to get rid of any other potential crypto miners. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, they, they want the CPU cycles all for themselves, right? So, uh, you know, they'll, they'll uh, you know, look for different process names and kill their, their, their competition. Uh, it, it will also disable some monitoring services on Alibaba Cloud. There's a monitoring service. That it, that it explicitly finds and then turns it off, um, and then 
and then it's able to do its thing. So yeah, it kind of just, uh, you know, you know, cleans the kitchen to, to, to cook the duck. Yeah. Now, in terms of uh, CPU usage here, does it show any sort of restraint here to try to not draw attention to itself, or does it pretty much, you know, hit the accelerator pedal down to the floor? Uh, you know, we've noticed that it, it it doesn't really because it's in a virtual environment in a, in a containerized environment. Uh, the the if you look at it from a from a host perspective, it might not look like it's using a lot of CPU. But if you look at the actual uh, Docker container itself. Uh, we've seen it, uh, you know, put on the gas pedal there uh, pretty hard. So it, it's not super quiet, but it is uh, definitely, um, you know, takes advantage of what it has in front of it. And uh, you point out that it's making use of uh, XM rig for the actual mining? That's correct. Yeah. Can you describe to me, one of the things that you mentioned here is a, a crypto mining proxy pool. Um, what exactly is that? So, you know, a proxy is basically a way to... Uh, uh, abstract uh, one uh, IP address, and then behind it is a, is a bunch of more sophisticated IP address uh, network and, and routing capabilities. So basically, it's a it's a pool of these proxies that, in the back end, uh, is connected to various you know wallets that it's able to move the the cryptocurrency contribution uh, into. It does a couple of things. It it uh, uh, lets lets you masquerade uh, the actual connection, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's standing in the way of you seeing that. Uh, but also, to, it allows it to scale uh, as well. So, you know, it's like any good service provider. It uh, makes sure it provides the service at scale with, uh, with some not anonymity. Now, for someone who's fallen victim to this, is, it, is this a case where if they had something set up to keep an eye on their CPU usage, that that could... Uh, you know, signal them that, that something's awry or, or would they, you know, get a, an unhappy surprise when they got their bill at the end of the month? Uh, you know, sadly, it could be, you know, it, you, you, could, you could see your bill go up a little bit. You know, basically, it's really going to be about actively, you know, looking for, you know, unusual CPU utilization that's happening in your Docker containers. Uh, and then, of course, you know, providing, you know, some tools to be able to understand, you know, what your process trees are looking like in terms of, of, of executing that, that job, right? So, uh, although it does disguise itself, at the end of the day, you do see XR rig uh, operating uh, in, in there. So you'll see a process that runs, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty obvious called XR that allows you to know, hey, it's, uh, it's probably the XR rig. And in terms of sort of spreading out here, it, it uh, tries to make use of some lateral movement? Yeah, so, you know, like... Uh, like uh, all, all uh, things of nature, uh, it, it tries to find a way. Uh, so uh, it'll look for SSH keys uh, in the, on the local file system. Uh, and then if it sees those, it'll try to laterally spread to, to somewhere else, connect and provide the same you know, dropper and, and bring in the, the, the miner. So in terms of uh, mitigation and prevention here, what are you all recommending? Well, you know, it always comes down to best principles here. You know, you should uh, first of all, you know, don't expose your cloud resources to the internet, right? So use zero trust policies and principles uh, to to isolate that. You know, make sure your API usages are, are authenticated. Uh, configure uh, Docker and Kubernetes runtime. Uh, only look at signed images from a trusted registry. You may want to uh, take a look at your shift left strategy. You know how your developers are building their images. You know, make sure. Uh, Mining software or SSH keys aren't part of your build image as, as well. You know, many scanning tools will provide that capability. Again, authenticate those APIs. Uh, just like any any APIs that are public, 
if they're available, uh, you know, to the public, they're going to be found. It didn't take very long for the adversary to find these ones. And then, of course, monitor for your workloads for any kind of rogue containers or, or high CPU utilization. So, you know, it just gets down to, you know, keeping vigilant. You know, it strikes me that um, ransomware really, you know, it is, is sort of the the loud uh, element in the room here. But but crypto mining is still active and, and taking place out there, and this is a sign of that. But yeah, you know, um, you know, why do bank robbers rob banks? Because that's where the money is. Uh, so I think in this case, as long as uh, there's uh, free real estate for uh, an adversary to take advantage of, and they feel it's a, a victimless crime, then. Uh, they're able to, to monetize that. And, and Lemon Duck makes it very, very simple uh, to be able to do that. Uh, the infrastructure has been there for some time and uh, it's just found a new place to, to generate currency. Our thanks to Scott Fanning from CrowdStrike for joining us. The research is titled Lemon Duck Targets Docker for Crypto Mining Operations. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The Cyberwire podcast is proudly produced in Maryland at the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing Cyberwire team is Liz Irvin, Elliot Peltzman, Trey Hester, Brandon Karp, Eliana White, Peru Prakash, Justin Sabi, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now. <laughs>